Welcome to View from the Grandstand. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Justin Pora. My guest today, Matt Volk, Vice President of Sports at Odyssey. If you don't recognize the name of the company, well, that's because they were previously known as Entercom, but over the last few weeks have shifted to the name Odyssey. We'll get into that in a little bit, but first, let me welcome in our guest for today, Matt Volk. Matt, how you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me today. Looking forward to talking. Yeah, have fun meeting you. All right, so let's get into what I just mentioned a little bit. So the rebrand happened over the last week or so, Entercom rebranding to Odyssey, and to my understanding, that better represents its leadership position in multiple different sectors of the audio business. Could you perhaps touch a little bit on multi-platform content creation across Odyssey and all of its sports stations? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, one of the you know exciting parts of you know being uh, in this role here is the you know creation of multi-platform content and you know being uh, really you know a multi-platform media company and not just an audio company. And the way I look at that is you know the concept of uh, the organic life cycle of content. And you know look think about it this way is um, you know how do you get content to live on as many platforms and media mediums as possible to engage you know reach and excitement and interest. In your content across, you know, all platforms that are available, because you know we know, you know, that fans consume media in various different ways every single day, uh, and we want to be in all those different places. And you know, I call that the organic life cycle of content. And I'll, I'll use an example. You know, if we have a really great podcast, you know, that podcast um, and, and a clip from that might actually be something that can fuel uh, a conversation in an in an over the air, um, you know, radio you know, linear show to telecast um, and, or broadcast, excuse me. And, you know, suddenly now you had a podcast element that is able to be inserted into another live show that drives conversation. And that conversation now, if we're streaming it on, you know, video on one of our platforms uh, could also now be cut as a VOD to engage folks on social media or through, video, through other video consumption. That conversation can also now be something that's potentially bloggable. You know, what, how is our talent reacting to what was said in the podcast through various guests? And now that is a blog, you know, living on our, on our website and, you know, driving people to that conversation where now we are maybe providing that video uh, or a link back to the podcast where it existed. And, you know, so it's that idea of how do you create content that can fuel all the different platforms and make those individual platforms have ro more robust, you know, uh, content that is engaging, but then also create this cycle where people know where they can find all these different touch points of our content and actually build brand awareness uh, for the things that we're doing. And, you know, the, the, to me, you know, the ultimate success there is the term I, I like to use, which is, you know, if you can make the sum of something's parts worth more than its original intent. And, you know, if you're now able to, to, to have a podcast that you were able to create multiple different pieces of content across multiple different platforms, you know, you add those up and you might say, oh, well, that's even, you know, the sum of that is actually even better than the podcast itself. And now, but you still have the podcast, right? So now you're, so now you're really doing that kind of, you know, to use a, a, you know, a term that we all use, you know, now you really are making one plus one three and, you know, from a uh, multimedia platform content creation process, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, what I'm really excited about as we look at Odyssey and, and our sports stations. Yeah, it's kind of crazy just as someone who's kind of growing into this space as a 22-year-old, just seeing my favorite, you know, sports talk radio show that is on television, 
knowing that I can listen to my favorite radio show in the car. And then if I miss something, I can listen to the podcast version afterwards. Or if I just want to listen back again, then, you know, a day later, I could find these same types of clips eight different times on Instagram, on Twitter, on Snapchat. And I think that really speaks to what you guys are trying to do and also the growing landscape of the space and how people of the younger generation are just consuming content much more differently. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you kind of nailed kind of what, why, uh, what's exciting about it and what we're looking to do every single day. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. So uh, happy to see what it's like going forward. And I think that there's a lot of, you know, excitement surrounding it. So uh, it's going to be all great. But something we're all excited about right now is the NCAA tournament, probably the biggest thing in sports going on up until today, as we're recording this on opening day of the MLB season, my New York Yankees are playing the Blue Jays right now. But now that we've kind of worked through the tournament, and yes, there are still three games left to be played, but, you know, knock on wood, the tournament has gone for the most part as planned. Yes, we saw one game get canceled in the initial round of 64 between VCU and Oregon. They've been confined to this bubble in Indiana. Obviously, there wasn't an NCAA men's or women's tournament last year. And now we're approaching the end with no problems, knock on wood, as of yet. How has Odyssey handled broadcasting this tournament in a, you know, setting unlike anything we've ever seen before? Yeah, you know, on, on the broadcast side, you know, we have talent that build strong relationships with their audiences. And, you know, that's key. And, you know, we're the number one, uh, local sports platform, um, you know, with nearly, you know, 30 million, you know, monthly listeners, which is, you know, essentially 45% of the share of all sports listening. So, you know, we're, we are the destination to talk sports. And, you know, with that, you know, five, uh, um, you know, we're number one in five of the largest sports markets in, in the country. And, um, you know, our sports stations ranked within the top 10 across all formats in 14 markets. And, and I say that to say that, you know, uh, a tournament like this, which had so much anticipation and excitement after our last year, really hits right in the wheelhouse for us, um, as it has such an engaged audience. Uh, yet, you know, day in and day out, we are the place that we provide as the voice of the fan uh, via our personalities and commentary, which are, are delivered in such kind of a, a really intimate and really intentional medium. And, you know, on the sports betting side, we were you know, really delighted to create a series of programming to celebrate the return of the tournament and give our listeners a destination for captivating content um, and really the hottest take, take surrounding a bracket that continued to evolve week in and week out. So in doing so, we created a six episode series of, of special NCAA college basketball you know, tournament programming led by Nick Costos, who, uh, you know, as, you, as I'm sure you're aware, as the host of BetQL Audio Networks, You Better You Bet. Um, and we had, you know, countdown to tip off as a key uh, initiative for us with, you know, uh, our, uh, our great Odyssey talent located across the country as key contributors, such as, you know, Travis Thomas and Mike Valenti and Danny Parkins and Mark Malusis, as, as well as our, you know, college basketball experts, Eli Hershkovich, uh, Tom, Thomas Casali and, uh, and Jimmy Patsos, former division one, uh, you know, college basketball coach. So, you know, we're, we're here for the passion, right? Like we, we wake up every single day, loving to talk, loving talking sports and loving 
talking about the passion that fans have in sports and and certainly we're never short of providing opinions and perspective and you know a tournament like this you know really just hits in that wheelhouse of what we're doing every single day and then gets obviously amplified to that other level uh when you have these kind of big events uh where you know everyone in the sports world is focused on you know those those, those actions and those uh not even actions in the betting space but just the action on the court uh and then the stuff around the court Matthew Volk, Vice President of Sports at Odyssey, joining me on View from the Grandstand. You mentioned a little bit about the sports betting aspect of things. You know, as I've mentioned, I'm someone who's just graduated college. I'm in the younger generation. And I don't know if it's because I was ignorant to it before or because I've kind of seen it in a college setting and now in my, you know, short lifespan as an adult. But it feels like sports gambling is really growing more and more every single week. You know, living in New York, we kind of hear the idea of it being legalized. We know it's getting legalized in all different places across the country. You're someone who has been in the sports industry now for about 20 years. How has the sports gambling space really started to grow? And how has Odyssey kind of complemented this growing space into their broadcast? Yeah, you know, I I think this has been an area of sports that has always been uh, waiting to explode. And, you know, we're, we're seeing that now, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's been uh, content that has been created and, you know, over years where, you know, sometimes you had to be very careful about the IP usage or the conversation usage because uh, there just wasn't a lot of uh, comfortability in a lot of different, you know, uh, places uh, in the industry with, uh, you know, speaking about sports betting and, and that, you know, has really you know, changed substantially in the last couple of years, and I believe is going to change even more substantially uh, in the years to come. And, you know, I, I, the way I look at it is there's an organic way to talk about sports and talk about sports betting. You know, the reality is when you're talking about sports betting, you are oftentimes talking about your confidence levels and how a game is going to play out, who is going to perform well, and of course, who's going to win. So there's a lot of parallels there that mean when you're talking sports, you're talking about sports betting. And when you're talking about sports betting, you're talking about sports. And, you know, it's very similar to how fantasy sports sports content started getting interwoven into sports conversations and mediums, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, because, you know, that was kind of the precursor to this and the integration of that content. And, you know, the reality now in a, in a really positive way is it's just become a, a normal organic part of any show. And, you know, we're, we're doing that here at Odyssey um, in the same way that, you know, fantasy sports got integrated over time and is now just a organic part of every show because we know that fans are looking for that content and uh, desiring it. And, you know, sports betting is, is right up there with that now, which is, uh, which is really exciting. And as someone who is hoping to talk about sports, give my opinions, give my confidence levels in things in my future career, just seeing other professionals on the sports betting landscape in the sports broadcasting world really start to judge their confidence levels based on spreads where you kind of have an equal playing field now. So you could really give your opinion. And, you know, when people say Gonzaga is going to win the national championship, I mean, yeah, of course they're going to win the national championship because now we all know that they're one to two to win the national championship And because we all know that the professionals of the industry, the guys like Colin Cowherd, the Francesas, the Mike Greenbergs, whoever you want to name, these professionals now feel comfortable going on air saying, okay, this is how I think things are going to play out. Yes, I think Gonzaga is great, but I think UCLA could keep it within 14 points. I think it kind of gives more of a 
I don't know if you say legitimacy to their takes because they're doing it now all on an equal playing field because that's what gambling is. And, you know, it gives the audience kind of a way to get more of a perspective of where they're thinking instead of just doing like, oh, this team's going to win, even though they definitely should win. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know, our talent uh, across both our our you know thirty nine you know stations nationwide, coupled with you know the BetQL audio BetQL audio network, I think do an excellent job of you know really approaching what we call wagertainment, um, which you know we put a premium on having ex- exciting and engaging sports talk, and when where appropriate and when appropriate, we we interweave organic references to betting terminology and opinion for kind of all the reasons that you just referenced and that we were talking about a moment ago. You know, our goal and intent, you know, obviously is for our shows to be the most entertaining and informative day in and day out. Uh, so we focus on doing that as part of, uh, and as part of that, we provide betting discussions where appropriate because more and more fans are also looking for that content, opinion and perspective as well. And, you know, we have now experts in the space that um, are truly entertaining but then also experts in the space simultaneously. And I think that's, you know, a really great, uh, you know, sweet spot for us as Odyssey, as a company um, to where we can be a destination for sports talk and also highly um, informative and respected sports betting information at the same time. You brought up the number 39 sports stations nationwide. And obviously there is kind of a difference between what states legalize sports betting, what states don't, what states are close, whatever the difference may be. Do you guys have discussions about how you handle talking about sports betting in different states where maybe the station in that state doesn't have legalized betting yet? They're really against it. Mm-hmm. Or if they do have it, do you want to talk about it more or less? How do those conversations go and how are those decisions made? Yeah, you know, we're, we're really approaching our, our day in and day out, you know, uh, content approach as as that wagertainment, you know, conversation that I was referencing a moment ago. So, you know, we we want to, um, you know, provide fans that we're look what they're looking for. And uh, just because you may be in a legalized state or non-legalized state doesn't mean you're not still looking for that information. And whether it's the context of the confidence that somebody has that your team might win tonight and what that means or what how that game might go about or um, or whatever else you might be looking for in that information. But, you know, we, we distinguish you know, trying to create the most informative and entertaining shows and interweaving uh, wagertainment as a part of that, because we believe that's a, a, a medium and form of entertainment that our fans are looking for. Matt Volk, vice president of sports at Odyssey, joining me on the view from the grandstands podcast. So Matt, when we look at games that are blowouts and, you know, sometimes a 20 point game, you know, seems like a blowout and a lot of people lose interest in that game. And especially after the fact, when the game is over and, it's like, oh, this game was a blowout, blah, blah, blah. We talked about this. But if a team doesn't hit a 22-point spread, that means a lot to a lot of different people. And if the game is three points away from the over and, you know, a kid on Gonzaga dribbles out the clock in three seconds, that could kind of aggravate a certain part of the population who is only watching the game for the betting aspects. And that population is growing because this is a growing landscape as a whole in the sports world. So when the commentary after the game and talking about games in hindsight, when there is a game that seemed uninteresting and there's not much to talk about with it, but there are still these implications that surround the betting market and whatnot. How do you guys have the conversations with your talent talking about the game after the fact where 
you still want to kind of keep the betting aspect part of it, but in the grand scheme of things, it really isn't as interesting to the normal consumer. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I don't look at it as, you know, an obligation for us to prioritize that gambling aspect in kind of our, our, you know, 39 stations, you know, but, but I, but that's, a, I also look at it differently as well, because I really look at it as an opportunity to represent our fans and their diverse interests by providing, you know, a full overview of all the impacts and effects of a given game. So, you know, what, what I look at, uh, rather than an, op- an obligation is really the opportunity, you know, to engage our fans because, you know, our fans are passionate about sports. They're passionate about opinions. And in, and in this involving landscape, that means those passions can be both tied to if their team won and lost, but also the game around the game, which, you know, sports betting uh, can be uniquely involved in given the volume of things you can bet on uh, to pique your interest and engagement in any given matchup. So, you know, I think that that evolution of sports betting only just enhances the opportunities of things that we can engage our audience with and talk about to make our shows even more and more compelling, just, you know, regardless of the outcome uh, of the, uh, of the game. Yeah. It's definitely a fine line when you look at things because, you know, it's good in a sense because you want it at least to be close in one way, right? The way that you kind of view these things, Because if there's an opportunity to talk about a nationally televised game and it does become a blowout, it seems super interesting in the fact because you could talk about it from the betting side. Or if, you know, the spread was huge and one team, the underdog is able to keep it close through the whole time. Yeah, the spread isn't close, but now you have a really good game on hand and you have an opportunity to kind of dissect it from multiple different angles, which I don't think is something that a lot of sportscasters in the uh, talk space would be comfortable talking about five years ago. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree that that has been, you know, one of the biggest changes in the industry, uh, you know, over the last couple of years. And, you know, that's what makes it, you know, really exciting. Cause when you don't have, you know, when you don't have guardrails necessarily on what you can talk about and just talk about sports and all the things that our fans are interested in, um, you know, that really just creates just more avenues to create compelling content. All right. So Matt Volk, vice president of sports at Odyssey. I got one more question for you before I let you go. And thank you so much for joining me in the first place. We've mentioned a lot of how the sports gambling space is growing, whether it be with broadcast, whether it be just in general with legalization across the country, it is definitely growing. And as you said, it was an explosion that was waiting to happen. Now it's finally really starting to take off. So with Odyssey, how do you see the company kind of growing hand in hand with the progression of wagering growth? Yeah, you know, this is a, you know, as, we, as we've kind of talked about, this is a really exciting space to be in. You know, with our acquisition of the QL Gaming Group and, and the launch of the BeckQL Audio Network, we're, we're committed to, to leveraging our national scale to amplify the, the rapidly growing sports gambling landscape and deliver smart, uh, data-supported sports betting content and wagertainment to our listeners. So, you know, we have engaged partners in FanDuel and BetMGM and BetRivers. We were consistently developing in-depth content integrations. And, you know, in addition to that robust sporting analytics and editorial editorial coverage on BetQL's site, uh, the BetQL audio network is available nationwide via the Odyssey app, uh, which is the fastest growing Know, digital platform, digital, digital audio platform uh, in the U.S., uh, in addition to, you know, being on uh, our bet stations um, in Chicago, uh, Los Angeles, and Denver. But, you know, that's, that's where we are, right? The fun reality is 
we have really only just begun. You know, we are working daily on plans to continue to grow and expand in a big way our footprint um, in the sports betting landscape across audio, video, and written word content. So, you know, uh, if I were to leave a teaser, I would say, needless to say, you know, more to come here uh, in the near future. And I think that's a perfect way to kind of top things off. I'm very excited for it as someone who is kind of growing into this space as I grow into my adulthood. So it was very exciting to get some insight from you about this. I was very excited to get to talk to you about this today. And Matt Volk, Vice President of Sports at Odyssey, thank you so much for joining me on View from the Grandstand.